I'm a man, and I'm shitty to look at. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Orphan First Kill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the cryptozoological, antagonistical, egotistical, uh-uh, not this guy, microchip-laden, ramen ram-fused, and completely backed up against the old chocolate train. Justin Whitehouse, how's it going, sir? Man, it's going okay. I got, I got a Zoom for you. All right. Oreos don't miss. Anytime you pick a flavor... They nail it, you know? They don't mess. They don't mess around. The the chemists over at the Oreo factory or at the or at the Oreo skyscraper, they're putting mm-hmm. in the work and the time and they're delivering, you know. Can, can I get an amen? Can I get a witness? You get a witness and I what is can please tell me that the delivery vehicle is the Oreo Speedwagon. Please tell me that's what it's called. <laughs> I had a toffee flavored Oreo, like a toffee, you know, inside the filling whatever. A toffee middle. I'm telling you, man, doesn't disappoint. You know what's funny is I have a contact that works for the parent company of Oreos, and he would bring cases and cases of them to give to me and to, and to some of my coworkers. All these limited edition flavors and stuff yeah. like that, and I never took him up on it. I always gave it to everybody else because I haven't eaten an Oreo since I was a child. Well, you're a generous person, too, but you're, you're not interested in, 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 in diving back into that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, to the Oreo... I guess scene, quote unquote, is that? I'm uh, cookies are not my bag. Yeah, you don't. You don't. When's the last time? I I would say I was probably in high school. Seriously, you haven't had a a cookie since high school. Oh, I've had cookies, but I think I meant Oreo. No, I'll eat. I'll eat a sugar cookie from time to time, or a raisin. You you know, raisin. Yeah. There's something about a cookie that that makes you look eating a cookie makes you look vulnerable. I get it. You want to be masculine you want to be taken seriously you, you know you don't want to be seen eating a frosted cookie you know out in public or something you know or pulling That's it apart true. how do you you know people eat oreos different ways and maybe you, there's just too many options to do it you just decide to you tapped out mm-hmm. i get it i eat just the uh, outsides and, and i leave the cream in midair <laughs> they do have some goofy flavors now i i never really like if they come out with like a key lime one, I don't mm-hmm. I don't go for it. But I bet it or they had like a watermelon one, you know, filling. Right. I, it'd probably be tasty, honestly. They don't like I said, they don't miss. Yeah. Getting this one off to a good start. How are you doing? I'm fine, sir. You know, I got that good news on Friday, so that was nice. 
getting ready for a big trip uh, out of the country, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, things are fine. Things are fine. I can't complain. You know, I got to see a lot of Are you going to Estonia? Is that where you're headed? (laughs) No. Going to the Dominican Republic. There we go. Hey, you've been looking forward to this trip. Yeah, and I'm hoping to scout a few baseball players while I'm there, come back with some contraband. Yeah. Well, because you hear these stories. These guys are playing with, you know, rocks and a milk carton as, as the glove and like bleeding around the base pass and i'm like well, let me grab one of you take you home give you a nice hearty meal and capitalize on your eventual two million dollar signing bonus kind of like the blind side sort of i i didn't see it that's a football I didn't see it either it is uh, what about you what have i been doing mm. i went i went hiking a lot this weekend did some hiking watched women talking i i try i watched and fell asleep last night watching that i thought it was very good Tough movie. I watched that with my wife, and then I watched Orphan First Kill. Just this, I think the recommended order is women talking, double feature with Orphan First Kill. Well, well, the fact that we're recording this podcast tells me you're a better hiker than Julian Sands. Jesus, <laughs> did they not find him? He's still gone. You know what? What an interesting guy, by the way. Yeah, I liked his work. He seemed like a nice guy. I guess a lot of people liked him. It's too bad that he died. I guess he's gone. I mean, unless he just wanted to disappear, he's he's history. Yeah, he's he's pulling a McCandless, right? Right. Yeah, into the wild, that guy. Yeah. It happens. Uh, it sucks, but I think it's just we get our brig, our we get our, those big britches thinking that we're bigger than nature. We can handle it. We can't. We're not built for it. We're yeah, soft. Um, we're soft, Justin. You you think so? What do you mean? Yeah. As a species, we're soft. Well, and we don't live forever. Is that what you're at, talking about? That's for sure. It's a zoom. No, I just think, you know, there are some mountains not meant to be climbed. There are some canyons not meant to be scaled. Some seas too raging to, to best, you know? I saw all is lost. I know. You, you too, lyrics. Is what you, are you reciting? Bono? Lance Reddick also. Yeah stumbled off the planet that guy was great he was fine um, people i'm reading i'm reading posts of people acting like their best friend died i'm like he was a solid performer in movies i think he was uh, kind of a known as a pretty nice guy you know obviously a wor- uh, actor that worked a lot but he he's just a distinctive voice i thought he was great in the wire i think anybody in the wire that is in the wire is deserves special Underlining. That's a series that certainly everybody else pilfered from for, for their projects. I'm going to pass your plaudits over to Dominic Labandarzo. He'll be needing those. Still working. Yeah. Still working. And he's still eating just, off the wire. Just sure. peeling back layers of the acting onion on a regular basis. Just the depths of characters he's capable of is astounding. How, how's his uh, Instagram? Have you, do you follow him? You tend to follow some weirdies on Instagram, like strange choices. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if he's on. I have. I follow him on TikTok, but he thinks it's a timekeeping app. So I don't know. Can I zoom in on him real quick? Yeah. Almost Gandalf. He was. <laughs> did the last minute. Yeah. He's beat out by uh, Ian McKellen, but he was second choice. Right. I feel like I've made this joke before about another actor. I'm sure you have. This. I'm sure you I have. Just don't do. I, just, I don't do new, bro. I was looking at the uh, audition tape that he was involved in that maybe he was when he was up against McKellen yeah you won't pass oh no no you won't pass 
he's, they should have if if they're not going to give him Gandalf, they should get get him in there somehow. You know, maybe like one of the one of the hobbits. Can you imagine? Well, he, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, or maybe Lurts. <laughs> the the only time <laughs> I remember that time when you real you revealed to me that the the orc had a name. Yeah, I didn't know that the orc had a name. Now, did they say it in the movie? It's Lurts. He's the he's the um the main orc, right? The, the main orcai. The main orcai. So not an orc. He's a hybrid dude. Oh, hybrid. That, that, that they're that are born from the ground by Saruman right. and his denizens. Yeah. Okay, so they're half orc, half. And he gets beheaded as fuck at the end of the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Gets lurched. Yeah. They call him Lurts, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that his last name? <laughs> Bobby Lurts. No, I think it was Lurtz McAdams. You know. <laughs> Rachel's bro. Yeah. I gotta say I'm excited. This is I know we gotta get going, but I'm excited about that Dungeon Dragons movie. I told you this. I'm, yeah, you I'm t- properly hyped for that movie. Is that ne- that's next week? Is it? I think I think it is next week. Yeah. It comes See, out in March. I think it's the week after next. When when does John Wick come out? Next week. That comes week. out soon. Is it did they release it at both, the same time? Th- John Wick's yeah. gonna make the money it'll make the money but I'm hearing it's almost three hours long and all fighting and that is the last thing I want from a John Wick movie and it also features uh, it's the first one that doesn't feature the guy that wrote the originals so to me that's just red flags a lot of people say it's the best one yeah and and it's because the movie is in pre-release they got to see it early and they're still writing that no I agree but I'm I'm hoping they're right I'd be excited for it because you know I I like those movies but the first one's still probably my favorite one they've gotten increasingly less interesting to me as it's gone Mm -hmm. on because they they seem to not understand the fact that the thing that people are gravitating to is the is the mythology that they're building yeah, and but they said the, this one has the, more of the mythology than the other ones. That's what I've heard. All right. I hope. I hope. Well, I mean, without that lead writer, maybe the mythology is not as good. Who knows? We'll find yeah. out. Episode. They're going to have gunfights, you think? That's the thing that, that I don't like from those movies as much as all the guns. Like, I like when they when he killed, he killed the guy with the book in the last movie. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that kind of stuff. Kill, kill someone with a Kindle. I don't want to take too much more of our time here, but I did have a dream last night mm. that I, I had to use a gun to defend myself and uh, and protect Lance Hendrickson, of all people. This was a real dream? Yep. Lance Hendrickson pulled up in a pickup truck and r- rolled down his window, and we were chatting. I was leaning up against it. We were just kind of bullshitting, and I see a guy at exit his store, a guy who was a customer of mine who was kind of creepy and scary, and I said, Lance, this is not going to be... Uh, this is going to be dangerous. Duck, mm-hmm. and then gunshots started. And I, I, I rolled under the car, and as this shooter descended upon Lance Hendrickson, I grabbed his feet, pulled him down, took his gun, and shot him many mm-hmm. times. Wow! Defending Lance Hendrickson, who was uh, the current version of Lance Hendrickson, the very kind of wispy yeah. gray old grandfatherly. Ass. Grandfatherly. Here's the thing: don't let them ever tell you you're not doing the work in your dreams. You know what I'm saying? You were doing God's work in the dream. You're protecting Lance Henriksen? I wish my dreams were like that. And the only you reason know? I did is because he was such a down-to-earth guy to drive a beat-up old pickup truck. If he came up in a Beamer, mm-hmm. I'd let that guy have, have his way with Lance. You know, That's awesome. I love that you're defending him. I, I've been having wild dreams myself. Nothing to report. Nothing that exciting. But I used to think I had dreams because I had such a creative mind, Nick. 
You know, I'm just a creative individual. Really, it's just because I get shitty sleep. That's why I have dreams. I got junk sleep. That's not because I'm special. I have some kind of mind that's different than everybody. I just get bad sleep. Speaking of bad sleep, guys, it's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We slide into the future's DMs. We shave our mustaches with the vorpal blade. We rub the tummy of a meerkat until it lets out a faint whiz. We install a potato in the Vatican. We cut the umbilical of life. Send a tuner through it, kick it back, drink it up. Stimulate the cheesecloth monkey. Upgrade our computers, you know what. Go all tummy out against the Reaper. Charge a chupacabra with a hate crime. Watch a movie through destroyed, piss-assed, Picasso, Art Deco, chiaroscuro eyes. Eyes that have slapped the youth out of an oceanographer, that have seen the candles born and burn. Take the images that form, pull them through the gestating uticulum. See what makes or breaks, share what's the likes of you, the listeners. So if we're talking about in the cut. We're talking about the scene where Meg Ryan tries to get Mark Ruffalo to throw his orgasm across the room into a dummy. Talk about the little moments. There's a ton in fucking Orphan First Kill, ladies and gentlemen. 2022's Orphan First Kill. Nick, it sounded like a little bit you're entering into some kind of fugue state towards the end of that ramble. Did you start? <laughs> were you feeling it? Were you carried away on some kind of... Some cosmic beam or something? Just I was. Kind of, I felt like you were going there. I know? got into sort of a fugies state, you know. <laughs> Ms. Lauren Hill, how's her fall looking? The J.D. Salinger of our time. <laughs> I don't know. She just she doesn't do it that much. She doesn't go. She doesn't get out there. I think she's a bit of a recluse. I'm, maybe I'm not keeping up with her. I anymore. think she maybe also is a, a nightmare to work with. I think is she? How does it feel to finally get into the real Sutherland? Rosef in this. We've teased him, but this is the first time we've had him. We've done a movie featuring him. Mm-hmm. This movie I mean, he, cannot contain yeah. the performance he's giving in here. You know? Yeah. He is a uh, creator of fart art. Some what? bad shit that he's doing here. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he, he's an artist, and they keep saying how wonderful of an artist he is, and then they show his work, and it is... Glow-in-the-dark, black-light bullshit. It's bad, Nick. I, I think the movie's trying to tell you about entitled rich people and their flights of fancy mm-hmm. somehow being legitimized because of their status. Okay. Yeah, well, let, so here's the thing. I'm going to say this up front. I did not like this movie. Now, I don't, we don't review it, the movie. I liked Orphan a lot. I was kind of looking forward to this one. This movie is kind of well-regarded. It's got a fresh tomato rating so maybe i would just wasn't in the mood here's the problem with this movie for people that watch a lot of movies there is no suspense at all because you know she's the bad guy you're seeing the movie through her eyes for the majority of the film you know what happens in the next film now there is a little turn that happens that i kind of love in this movie oh me too yeah it's that's the most interesting thing but it it is it is a third of a half of a movie Stretch out mm-hmm. to fe- feature length, held together by the s- smallest of conceits, and that Isabel Furman's kind of great as his character. That's it. So there's two things. I think I think that twist is good. I you know Furman is great. It, the problem is the movie kind of lets her down because they they're doing stuff that they didn't need to do in the first movie. We'll, we'll talk about that. But I think Julia Stiles is kind of great in this as well. Well, here's the thing. I wrote a note about 40 minutes into this, and I said, Julia Stiles is a personality vacuum. And then about a minute later, everything changed. And I agree with you. Because I, I do not like her as an actor. Yeah. 
and I was gritting my teeth the first few parts of this, the film with her in it, thinking, oh my god, did they just hire her because she was sort of in a couple of hit movies once? Yeah, and then it gets a little bit more crazy and fun. And then she's actually filling the, the need for the maniac. But the problem I also have is the, the way that it's filmed, they try to create Esther as this killing machine. And yes. in the early scenes when she's escaping this hospital, she is not, they're not doing her any favors in the way that they choreograph all this. No, no, that's what I'm saying. The movie lets her down. So in the in the first one, she was 11, Elizabeth, uh, um, Isabel Furman. She was, ele- I think she was like 11 years yeah. old. And she was she, playing someone who was much older. Like she was, she was a kid that, a 30 year old, like 35, 40 year old woman that's supposed to look like a kid, right? And that's a great performance, I think. She does, and but they didn't have to do anything because she was a kid. They didn't have to do what they're having to do in here is that she now has grown up, looks older, and they have to keep shrinking her down like through forced perspective. Which I love. They, they have to do like, yeah, they have to get the hire like a little kid to wear a Furman wig yeah. with its back to the camera. But the best thing that they did, because I, I looked at, there's like a photo <laughs> of the cast. Nope. Frodo. And, did, Frodo, yeah. But they put him in, they were all wearing high shoes. Mm-hmm. Like sh- these like huge. Like they were touring you know, with Kiss or something. Yeah, exactly. Kiss boots. Uh, Frankenstein footwear, you know. And and she's there, you know, in her normal shoes. And they're in these, you know, including Rosef. Mm-hmm. So it's a great picture, actually. But yeah, so they, they did some like old timey movie stuff to make her look like a kid. And it doesn't work because she does not look like a kid. Look, she's not a kid. But everybody acts, they're all like, you know, saying, oh, she looks so young. You know, she, oh, she's she's 10. You know, she looks 40. <laughs> I think part of it, well, she's only 23, right, when she made the movie. But, you know, I'm saying yeah. she looks older. But the uh, but the parents, I mean, I guess there's something to be say. Like, the, they've been missing their daughter for four years, theoretically. Mm-hmm. And obviously your emotions fill in a lot of blanks, and you kind of force yourself to believe that it's them. Although we find out that that's not the case. But yeah. whatever. It's a sequel to Orphan. Prequel. World's a better place with it. it. Yeah, well, hey. Go through the cast. I gotta look up something. Izzy Fur, you got Jewel Styles, you got Rosefs, and then a bunch of people that let's not even worry about it. I like the uh, Asian actor who was, uh, had the most thankless part in the movie, Hiro Kanagawa. You got Matthew Finland playing Gunner, the, the elder child of Rosef and uh, Julia, the Albright family. And then just a bunch of dog shits left and right. They... There's this lady, Gwendolyn Collins, at the beginning, who is coming off as, like the girl from the town, you know, looking she like her. She does look little... like her. That's who she reminded me of, too. Um, she's a Rebecca great actress. Hall. Rebecca Hall, yeah. And then Kristen Sawatsky, a very fit woman, playing a crazy person at the asylum. It's a threadbare cast. Uh, if you stay through the credits, they mention that this film was made during the coronavirus pandemic. They actually have a line in the, in the credits that says that. And you could tell they cut corners. They try to make it as threadbare as possible. And I guess that's part of why they did the old school camera trickery with Furman to try to make it as uh, staged and, you know, controllable as, as possible. I kind of like yeah. the, the cuteness of it. Sure. That part, like that, the stuff that they're doing to try to make her look little is, is I, of course, I appreciate that stuff. And the fact that they did this during COVID, I'm sure it was hard to make. I, don't, I did not love it. Did not want to be watching it. And like I said, I, I like the original quite a bit. Do you remember what happened to her and why they had to do a prequel? What happened to uh, Isabel Furman's character at the she end? She dies and she goes underwater. She gets laked. You know why she gets laked? Why? She's so confused. She doesn't know. She's distraught. She doesn't know if Peter Sarsgaard is alive or dead. <laughs> okay, good. Is, is he? Do you know if he is? or? Yeah, like I said, it's it's TBD. 
it's TBD. There's some rehab, extensive rehab in his future at the least. But premises that this girl, what's her real name? I, I, Elsa? I might have forgot. Esther. No, her real name. Oh, her actual name is is close to Esther. It's like maybe with an L or something. I'll look it up. Oh, I, I can't zoom in this hard. I can, this uh, no, I've got it. I've got it open. I, I just thought you were a better person than this, but you're not. Lena, you couldn't be Lena. more wrong. I said so, L though. It starts. Uh, Esther doesn't start with an L. I said that her actual name starts with an L. So she is in an asylum. Uh, we're introduced as a young new uh, doctor or, or medical assistant is showing mm-hmm. up at this lab, and she's warned about this dangerous girl. And there's a the place goes on lockdown, and she's left in a room with this murderer. They're, they're like, you get, we're going to lock you in here because this, this, she's the most dangerous person here. They, of course, then lock her in this room with her. They don't realize it. Oh, Izzy Furman's there acting small, <laughs> pretending to be small. No, physically being small, but pretending to be young. I don't even think and she, she, she's pretending to be small, too. <laughs> they got the big desk out for her. Oh, you know? nice, yeah. Giant mm. piano she's playing. And she uh, she threatens this lady, and then she ends up su- sort of seducing a guard, which is, blows my mind. And uh, she escapes, and she... Yeah. You're going to gloss over this creep that comes, like the, the security guard. Well, I'm just, this is the premise. I'm just doing the premise. Oh, okay. okay go ahead. She then. gets away and is uh, fills a, a vacant spot where a family is looking to find their lost daughter, and she ingratiates herself into that family, and everything goes south. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about the beginning. Sure. No, there, there's actually a great movie. Have you ever seen it called The Imposter? It's like a documentary from 2012. Yeah, Gary Sinise. Great movie. Perfect. Of course I know The Imposter. Yes, I've seen it. And, uh, yeah, it's about a... There's um, a phone booth, I think, on the poster. Is there? Yeah, it's about a, uh, I think, a family in Texas or something, some somewhere that... It's a documentary, right? Yeah, their their son goes missing, and then this person, the years later, claims to be from overseas. I can't remember where. Let's say France or something. Says, I'm the son. You know, claims to be the son, comes back. They take this guy in, even though this is years later. It doesn't really look anything like their missing son but they all believe it and so it's just a very interesting movie and it feels like orphan first kill is very inspired by the imposter until it isn't at all but they, there is a thing a question about whether the fan the family knew or not you know and that they're just going along with it well rosef is sort of uh playing the uh idiot he is he so rosef plays like the good person in the movie one thing that is interesting about this is you the protagonist really kind of is isabel Furman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a murderer. She's slicing and dicing, but she's also kind of the hero because there are worse people in the movie. Well, I don't know if they're worse. They're they are worse, I guess. Equally bad. And then you want to see her punish them. Not really. Does. Would you would you like the other way around? I wanted everyone to lose except for the rat, and the, and the rat loses. Except for Ro- the rat, the rat might have lost harder than anyone in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly made an embarrassing finale to that rat's existence for sure it died like three times i actually there's some people that die worse but yeah the thing about esther is they she is mean at the beginning of this film she is really mean yeah she is so it's hard to get you know to kind of support her too much i don't feel too bad for her well her but, escape is she is she murders she murders murders so how did, let's talk about how her exit from this escape from this asylum well she uses she uses the thug friend of hers at the end there, but she has, she, she, uh, has a, a guard that's pervy. got her some contraband, and she wants to reward him with the old heater, and uh, she kills him. 
takes a shit. Yeah, so he's the security guard, and he knows that she's violent and crazy, but he still enters her room and allows himself to get destroyed. And so, I guess, is that a way to kill, kill yourself? Like, is he just looking to I get... Think, I think he just w- wanted some a piece, that's all. Well, he, he thought, maybe she really likes me, you know? Maybe yeah. this is where I get laid, on, you know... In a public place, and nobody cares. You know, she didn't. She she hurts him. Then she's like you said. She sicks her friend, her crazy friend, on the other guard, and he yep. she, he gets destroyed. Yep. Yeah. So then the, this this new this woman who it's her first day at the beginning of the movie, and then pretty quickly after that, her last day on Earth, <laughs> and um, she decides to quit after those murdered guards. She's like, you know, I'm not coming back here. She's orphan. Orphan herself stows away in her car and then kills her at her house. Yeah, murders Which her. is very nice. Like, this woman worked at a... Is her first day at a mental institution, or maybe first week, goes to her place. It is incredible. Nice house. Beautiful pad. Why do you want to work? You know? You look like you're doing pretty well. She gets attacked on the stairs and massacred, and then Orphan goes downstairs, and she has somehow survived and is trying her damnedest to keep her shit together and, and survive, and then Orphan just Sarsgaard's oh. the living shit out of her. Do, what do, you remember how, do you remember how Orphan kills her? With a scythe remember or something? The weapon? It's not a scythe. She has a... That's like a tire iron. Yeah, that's right. In, in Estonia, they call usually, them scythes. <laughs> so they usually only... It only takes one hit, she says. They typically typically kills people with one hit or something. Why do they call it first kill? Because it seems like she had killed someone before the movie starts. You know? Yeah. yeah. Can't help you. Just, I can't. I can't help you. Maybe it refers to. In? Maybe it refers to Julia Stiles' character. They explain to this new employee before she gets killed why Isabel Furman looks so young, but is actually thirty-one, just like Baskin Robbins flavors. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Mm. Baskin Robbins reference. I don't mind in my orphan movie. She has a gland, gland disorder, Nick. Yeah. You remember what Morpheus had? Morpheus, as in in the Matrix. Hell no. Morbius. I'm sorry. It's Morbius. Oh, he had a blood what disease. Did, he had a blood. Is it a? What do they call it? A blood something disease. Do you I, remember? That's a long time ago. But just remind me. I was thinking, what if these two got together? Morbius and Orphan having these crazy disorders. Or, or you know. I mean, how different is what uh, Orphan has from what Emmanuel Lewis and Gary Coleman had? I think what they had was uh, ab- absolutely rare and have, because Emmanuel Lewis is still alive. He's what dead. What they have is real. He did not die. He's dead as shit. Emmanuel I've met, Lewis? I've met both of those guys, by the way, in, in the You've flip. met them? Both of them. Emmanuel Lewis is still kicking out there. Told you. He's out. Huh? He's got to be out of it. God damn it, he still fucking walks. What was his show? Don't even... Webster, yeah. come on. Yeah, I forgot. He's 52. He's our age. Or he's getting there. We're getting there. 52 years young? This guy? How's this COVID? Small. What are, what, are we, what does he do now? He asked for a, a lift. They don't mention his uh, his predicament in his uh, Wikipedia page. In Japan, he's known as a singer. He's a Freemason, so he's got everything working out. Yeah, Gary uh, Gary Coleman was my very first interview that I ever did professionally. And was he nice? Yeah, but he was he, he was a little high on himself, and he had no reason to be. This was near the end. And then Emmanuel Lewis, when I was running a computer store, I was with my friend. We were working, and I turn around, and Emmanuel Lewis is standing beneath me, looking up, at, and I lost it in front of him and ran into the back and laughed in the office like a little fucking sailor and then my buddy had to stay out there and deal with Emmanuel Lewis 
because he was. Why did bu- you laugh? Because you're just. I mean, excited. as kids, we you know he was always like a punchline. You know, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying. What it was, was he getting? He's asking about a video game. What game? That's a great question. It was around the era of the the arrival of the Nintendo 64. I, I'm thinking. Anyway, sh- what's she doing when she gets this? Pa- she gets a package from this guard that has this kind of like. Um, I guess he's like what to cover. She has tried to kill her, kill herself. She has these scars and this the security guard on her wrist, and the security guard buys these little ribbons so she can hide her scars with. Yeah, her cho- her, her chokers are sort of like her web shooters, you know, or members only jacket or whatever, you know, her signature piece of yeah. clothing. Yeah, yeah, her her accessory comes with the action figure, but he's gonna. She needs him to tie them on her. That's how that's how he dies. But what is she watching? on her little portable TV player before he comes I don't out. remember. I was watching a Shirley Temple movie, Nick. That's right. One of your favorite all-time actresses, right, Shirley Temple? I mean, one of my all-time favorite drinks. Hell yeah. Good Ship Lollipop, right? That's one of her tunes. I think she did sing that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't hate Shirley Temple. I'm not saying you do. I'm saying you, you're a big fan. She's still out there. She's still killing it. She's still rocking it out there. No way. No, she's done. She, I think she did make it a long time, though. And she changed her name. It was like Temple something or other. What do you mean? She had a name, like her name, yeah, Shirley Temple Black. That's right, yeah. She, she made she, it She made it a long-ass way, though. You gotta give it. 2014, I mean, she was... 80, 85 beans long, she gave, she gave out. She was an ambassador to Czechoslovakia. She was an ambassador to Ghana. She was. What a servant she was. What an interesting career. Here's the thing that, that was... Um, the saddest thing I, I can think of is that she did not make it long enough to see her tribute in Orphan First Kill. Can you imagine her sitting in the audience, 108 years old? <laughs> Finally, you know, I'm getting my due. Isabel F. Can't wait to hug you after the screening, you know? Yeah, she's at the premiere, and uh, they do a duet of the Good Chip Lollipop. Maybe do With a little. Rosef. Maybe do a little Jimmy Durante number from the movie together and then they go ahead i'm sorry then they you know then then they pour one out they pour out a shirley temple what do do you think she was absolutely jazzed that they named a drink after her or do you think she was a little bit sour about it you know i'm sure she was thrilled i would i would be what's okay so before we really get into the movie what is rosa's personal life like what's what's going on there he's a half brother to kiefer i know that they don't have the full dick he didn't get the full dick His other brother, Angus, or one of them is, no, the other one, is a big-time film financier, Rogue. Named after Nicholas Rogue. Google's tripping. I looked him up, and it said, people also ask, who is Rose of Sutherland married to? I don't think people also ask that, you know? I mean, I think the proper thing, people also ask, who is Rose of Sutherland, you know? I think you're being generous. They're, they're like, why is Rose of Sutherland? <laughs> He does have a Wikipedia page. It's one sentence long. <laughs> he speaks fluent French. It seems like every to... bullet Sutherland fired is is getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Skarsgård. Five. <laughs> We've gone over this and over this. I still don't know. He's a he has five kids. He's still. I think he's he has a one year old. Go bot Sutherland. Southern don't ejaculate unless the Treasury Department's involved. <laughs> what do you think his his wife was like? What do you think we should name our kid in a drunken stew? Rosef. Like he's he like, just... it literally doesn't matter. You could fuck around. They're still going to get paid. 
You literally could just make shit up out of thin air, and I guarantee you it's they're going to make it. Let's name this one Rosif. Set him off in the world. Let's see what happens. He does. He work, and he's, is he still out there? Is he this? This didn't lead to much, right? This this was wasn't it? a hiccup. This was big a big number for him. This is huge for him. But I'm just saying. Did it, I mean, he was in the show Rain too. I remember that. But what's he working on? Don't these days? don't worry about Rosef's future. He's fine. By the way, there is a, an artist credited at the in the credits for his character's work. Somebody did I that. Mean, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah, he works in Blacklight, Nick. He does. He says it at one point. He has different layers that he works on, a hidden layer to all his work. And I said, well, he that shit hidden, you know, he, he, he alternates. So he has the lights alternating. So he's painting both, you know, people are weird. But he has, yeah. his character is an artist. I don't remember what Julia Stiles' character does other than be successful at something. I know she's like throwing like she is. She's involved with some charitable organization, I think. So she's corrupt. I knew it. Mm-hmm. The early on in the film, I think it might be the therapist character tells Furman, "You're a little lady." Yeah, uh, nailed it. How'd you know? Nailed it. Obviously, they always try to sexualize Orphan and try to yeah, have her do. flirt with somebody. And in this case, she's trying to get close to Rosef. Yeah, it's like it's like a, almost a remake of the last film. Like she's into the dads. She likes Sarsgaard in the last one, Rosef in this. But then this one flips the script a little bit. You know, going back to the when she kills the security guards at this institution, and then the woman's leaving. You know, the new the woman that just got hired, and, and he's the, the guy that's the head of the <laughs> institute said, "Not quite the start we hoped for." He says that as she leaves, there's dead bodies mm-hmm. <laughs> littering the institution. Not quite the start that we hoped for. You know, he just sad about it. You know, shrugs it. Tells me that Estonia's got their hearts in a weird place. You know, I don't think right. It, I don't think they got their shit lined up. But it cuts to uh, two people fencing, Nick. Oh, the God. Sport of fencing. If I never see fencing ever again, it'll be too soon. Daughter's been doing a little of that. Why Why are you not a fan, huh? It's not cinematic, and it's it's an archaic thing that is it's part of a bike. It's like, you know, it's gone the way of the duel or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe washing the king's feet. Per, well, you know. not cinematic, huh? Tell it to Tom Sawyer, my friend. Anyway, so that's when we're introduced to Julia Stiles and her clan and Rosef, and they're sad about something. But they they get a call. They have a missing daughter. And we had seen Isabel Furman kind of figuring out who to impersonate, and she looks like this this young girl that went missing. And that had to be her baby pictures. You think so? Yeah. She definitely looks – they both have dark hair. And I I, I got a, a minor zoom. Looks a lot like Diego Luna, too. Yeah, sure. They favor each other. So one thing that I think is very strange is that Rosef is destroyed over the loss of his missing daughter. Julia Stiles, you know, this is this is kind of comes out in this brief conversation that he is still mourning, obviously the loss four years later of of his daughter. Who who wouldn't be? And Julia Stiles, of course, you know, she's a little bit more together, but is kind of consoling him. And that's when they get the news that their daughter has been found in Estonia and they must go get her they send Julia Stiles only to Russia no to Russia yeah to Russia yeah but they send Julia Stiles only right why didn't the dad go you think he would make the trip as well he was the one who was more excited I think Julia Stiles once once you find out what the truth is maybe that might be why she didn't want an uncomfortable I mean you couldn't I mean he's he's torn up about this you think he'd be just Chomp, you know, he he want to get over there. She couldn't stop him. Maybe What's Gunner, like, maybe Gunner had after school practice that. Had Gunner's somebody. old. He's, Gunner's like seventeen. He's fine. I didn't understand that decision. 
By the way, did you notice her backpack when she she leaves the institution? She like makes a backpack back out of a straight jacket. Pretty cool. Actually, it's kind of cool. By the way, she keeps taping down her front pack in this movie. <laughs> she does. She hides the she, she hides the goods. She, she princess lays her her boobies down. She has to. Someone else did that recently, and someone in the oh, in the Last of Us, they were talking about that. I think or something that they had to make um, Pedro, um, Pedro Pascal make him like make uh, what's her face the. Bella Ramsey look younger. They have to make her look younger than she is. I think she's actually 19 now or something. So they have to tape her, her bobbins down? I think they had, they talked about several things they had to do. Maybe that maybe that's the only thing they had to do. I don't know. Tape her bobbins? Can you imagine <laughs> people on message boards mm-hmm. comparing side by side uh, the, the boobs of the character in the video game to the Bella Ramsey? Can I imagine it? A hundred percent you can imagine because that's all those or, people do is frame frame comparisons of this shit. And they get up in arms about the weirdest stuff. Oh my god, she's a double D. They do do the frame by frame. For, they, they have been doing that as far as like just comparing the show to the game. Nothing gets me scrolling faster than when I start, when I see a, two screenshots of The Last of Us. I know, yeah, yeah. Quite literally, nothing irritates me more. Yeah, people are kind of blown away that I think they're like, a lot of us just, they just kind of take the game and put it on TV, you know? The it's, same people that gave the Watchmen a load of shit for doing the same thing. Because he, he lifts a lot of stuff directly from the comic in a really cool way, but mm-hmm. people got all up in arms about that, but Last of Us is perfectly fine. I think there's some criticism to level at The Last of Us for sure, um, but I also think it's good. I think there's some criticism to the level at the, at the Watchmen, and I don't think it's good. Love it so hard. There's no reason to love it. It's I love not that good. I love that movie so much. It's 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 just shallow, bro. It's not that good. I didn't watch it for enrichment. I get enrichment, you know, for my cat. I don't need it from the watch. I don't need it from an a fucking Alan Moore's disgusting aged, beard. Aged poorly. The original work is incredible. The original thing it's based on is amazing. Come on, get he's out of a, here. He's an awful person. Alan the, Moore's um, great. He's a piece of hell. He's got fantastic rings. Oof. It looks like the one from the fourth kind. Orphan wants to do some art with her papa. So yeah. she, it's she back gets... To, oh, by the way, it's it's back to normal at the house. As soon as she gets home with the family that she's been... You know, they're, like, thrilled to have her home. As soon as they get home, she goes to her room, and they go, Good night. You know, we'll see you later. We'll be down the hall. They let her alone in her in her room. Rosa should be hanging out with his daughter that he's been missing for four years for at least, like, I don't know, give it a half hour, you know? Let's catch up. Are you Okay. Why are your pubes coming out of literally every hole in your pants? She want she wants to be she's a, a a concert pianist apparently the quality of her skill hard to do for somebody who's seven years old to have been playing for thirty years but it's a little annoying because his art's pretty bad she does a charcoal illustration of him and he thinks it's genius it's shit it's not she's good a, but it's better it's better than his work. It is a hundred percent better than what he's put pushed. Like they go into that room, his art room, and she's she looks at this picture and she's like, "It's beautiful, this painting." And it's just someone like a you know sitting bare assed on a chair. You know, it's like and then I mean, come and then glow in the dark jellyfish. Yeah, he would throw the black light on. Although I do like the way that they integrate that style in the closing credits. I did like that. Sure, yeah, I like the closing credits too. Best part. Thrilled when they're happening. <laughs> Julia Stiles, however, is is watching all of this unfold with a skeptic's mm-hmm. eye. 
and you're wondering like, oh, is this this is cool because she's going to be the Katie Holmes and Don't Be Afraid of the Dark character. You know, she's going to be the one who is skeptical and has to be the voice of reason, starts to see through the fog of this girl's shenanigans. But no, Justin, she is not nervous about her family's future. She's baffled. How on earth is Esther showing up? Right. And so the conceit of this, of the first movie and, and part of this one is the orphan, orphan herself has to protect her identity. She has to protect her, her lies. And if people start to sniff and catch wind and do some digging, she has to kill them, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a cop, a detective that has worked the case, and he's starting to do some sniffing. He's starting to poke around, and she don't like it. Then he actually goes in the house and takes something that has her fingerprints on it. Is this what you're talking about? And then the, the scene at his house that comes up, yes. So this is when the movie comes, it changes gears a little bit. What do you say? What's your phrase? Got the endorphins going? You say something like it's when it kicks into overdrive. Oh, or something. yeah, it does. It kicks into overdrive. Super, super huge. So Julia Stiles and Rosef were at some gala. The brother's supposed to be watching Orphan, and he's doing a poor job because he's invited his friends over for a bonfire, and he's rip. His the pastime around the bonfire is to rip Orphan. He's just he's digging into how dumb she is, how stupid she looks, and then his friends are loving it. You know, his friends are loving it. She overhears this, and then in the meantime, the cop comes to the door. You, the brother lets him in. He takes a record with her fingerprints on it, Nick. A Jimmy Durante record. Oh, my God. Orphan goes absolutely nuts. She panics, turns on the bath like she's taking a bath, and then she leaves because you know she's going to go kill this guy. She knows his address. But this is where it gets interesting. Julia Stiles comes home, realizes Orphan isn't there, and then what? She goes through her little creepy book, sees a crossed-out picture of her, and, like, little love circles around Rosef, probably. So this is setting up for this kill scene with the detective. What happens? The orphan sneaks into his home as he's doing his prep work, discovering got a she... Lab, got a little lab in there. Got a little she, fingerprinting lab in his And house. just as he's discovering that she is not the original Esther, but rather an orphan, she attacks him and has him, stabs him. dead to rights. Stabs him in the neck a lot from the back. Keeps stabbing him and in the he, back. The orphan tells him she doesn't know, and he goes, yeah, she does. And then he is destroyed by bullets, and you're like, whoa, Esther didn't have a gun? What happened? Who killed him? Well, Julia Stiles, because, yeah, that's what or Esther's saying. How did you figure this out? You know, at least I'll kill you. No one will find out. You know, my, She'll never know. My mom will never know or something. And, and the guy, his last words are, yeah, she will or something. And yeah, Julie Stiles blows him away. Like they, he is, he keeps getting shot. He gets shot like eight times, and then shoots him in the chest like a bunch of times, and then the head. He gets real dead, but he still doesn't get as dead as that rat. He, but where is he on this on the SARS guard meter, in terms of destruction? Not even close. <laughs> yeah, his dying breath after that headshot is like, a, "Thank you for going light." So Julia Stiles confesses she knows she, that this this orphan ain't no Esther because Esther dead. Esther right, dead. But, yeah, and the son. She, the, the Julia, Julia Stiles' explanation is a little weird. She said kids played a little rough. The son was a little too rough with his, his younger sister and killed her. Julia Stiles like, I ain't losing my whole family over that. So I did what a mom has to do to protect the family, right? So she covered yeah. up the murder. Rosef don't even know. What happens to her he's family? In the, he's in the dark, Nick. He's in the black light. What happens, to, what happens to her family in this movie? They don't make it. But here's the thing. They try to live with Orphan for a while. I love even this. Even knowing that she's crazy. I wish this they, there would have been more of that in this story. 
trying to when, make it work. When yeah, they hate each other in the house, <laughs> I love it. So Julia Stiles tell Julia Stiles tell, and the the reason this movie I love it is because Julia Stiles hates this imposter, mm-hmm. but it says like, look, I can't have you go missing twice because mm-hmm. people will start to suspect. So look, you have to stay here and you have to play the part, and we just have to get on with it. But she calls her something that oh, I thought was it, pretty. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Do you have it? What does she call her? He calls her a mutant grifter. <laughs> That's why I think Julia Stiles should have won this movie. She definitely is insulting her in great ways. That's incredible. Do you see, by the way, original Esther had a journal as well. Original, actual Esther. And they popped open the, the journal at one point, and she had a very cute witch that she drew in there. Did you yeah. see that? And then shortly after, Gunner says that she was just drawing stick figures... And I call shenanigans because that witch was very well realized. Yeah, I know. He well, yeah, Gunner, what a piece of shit. By the way, there is a um, scene when Rosef gets a little frisky when they're get, he's getting ready for this. He gets gala. his junk grabbed through the drawers. Oh my lordy, lordy! Julia Stiles gets all. She cannot wait to jump, and she says, "Look, we got some time. Let's get down to biz." Rosef says he can be quick, of course. Takes off his pants. He's wearing the cutest boxers. That couldn't make the pattern out, though. It's black right. and white. It looked like skull and crossbones. But there's a scene where Esther is watching it, and she's got her hand all in his underwear. Acro- moving Not across. Esther. Julia no, no, Stiles. Julia Stiles, yeah. Yeah, she, she goes down for a quick grab and then pushes him on the bed. I mean, it's it's going down, let's be honest. Yeah. But Orphan herself can't have it going down because she's got a huge crush on Rosa. So she slices Julia Stiles' dress yeah. for the gala. Slices and it. Behind the scenes, Julia Stiles says, look, we're going to have to fake this because the last thing I need is a guaranteed successful pregnancy from another fucking Sutherland. The last thing I need is to have a a guaranteed hired person coming out of my body. So I think we're killing this so far. Directed by William Brent Bell, by the way. That director of The Boy. Ooh. Did you know this? Ooh. Director of The Boy movies. Ooh. He's in here. By the way, the brother tells when Esther tries to... The bonfire is happening, and Esther intrudes as he's ripping her. You know what he tells her? Mm. He said, this isn't your scene. Mm-hmm. And he could not be more right. She looks strange next to that bonfire. <laughs> That's uh, a teaser to a much more elaborate bonfire later in the film. <laughs> That's true. But let's face it. We know this movie. Things go to a head. They try to kill Esther. Esther tries to kill them. Oh, well, yeah, Julia Stiles, so they, things start to happen where Esther start. okay, this is what happens to the poor rat. There's a rat in Esther's room, could not be cuter. 100%. It's kind of Esther's friend that lives in the vent. Yep. And so Julia Stiles. Now, you were drug, expecting Esther to kill it at some point, weren't you? Of course. Julia Stiles drugs up some ma- macaroni and Frank's, hands it to Esther because she wants her to sleep through the night like she doesn't trust her. Esther test takes that dinner to her room, gives it to the rat, who proceeds to, I guess, die from it. Now, it looks I would think it might just be asleep. Judging by the next scene the rat's involved in, not asleep. Well, that's what I'm saying I'm thinking is so then um, Esther realizes that the food was, was drugged, so the next morning she makes breakfast, makes Julia Styles a smoothie. And Julia Styles is smart. She's like, I'm not drinking this. She gets peer pressure from her husband takes a sip and then dumps it out and there's a huge ass rat that poor macaroni deathed rat it's it's in a and covered in kale and shit now it's even more insulting 
in the sink, and then Julia Stiles puts it down the disposal, bones and all, to reference a movie from last year as well. Mm-hmm. That poor little rat had a rough ending to his life. He started out the night not on maybe the best meal of his life. He had a plate of macaroni. He's like, I am the Mr. Jingles in this relationship. I have a friend. Everything's going great. And then, yeah. I paid the ultimate punishment for having a nip of macaroni, you know? A nip of noodle. He was carb loading, and then he died. <laughs> but that's that's sort of the last straw where Orphan decides she wants to push Gunner and, and Mom in, into a train, and unfortunately it doesn't go well. Wait, do you think it was wrong, by the way? That she put it in the drink and then went down the garbage disposal and then Julia Stiles, then she poked a grenade down the garbage disposal just to make sure. Did she use William Devane's hand to mix it up down there? <laughs> the, the train stuff, isn't the train stuff, does it happen? Oh, this happens after that, right? Yeah, that's when Furman realizes that, okay, so we're not playing by the rules that you set up. We're going to have to start killing each other. I really wanted to see what she, I wanted her to push them. Do you think that the movie enters science fiction territory because Rosef's going off to like an art show with his work <laughs> yes well he doesn't get to go though so maybe it was all a ruse anyway he does go but he doesn't make it he, he cancels because of the fiasco oh does he yeah does he come back yeah he does come back to die you're right I think they'd be great if they cut away he's at a coffee shop in town mm-hmm. he's like yeah I'm at the art show everything's fine and he's you know he's sitting at a desk and, and nobody cares about his art I don't hate his art I think it's cute so it all escalates the orphan confronts mom and her brother in this house. Oh, yeah. He's chasing around with a broken fencing sword, a foil, I think as they're called, and she is never at risk. There's never a moment where you're worried about Orphan. She's fine. Of course not. Not only because you know she's in the sequel, but because these people are so inept. Well, so Julia Stiles isn't necessarily inept, I think. She's pretty... She's kind of... Having her son hold Orphan, with, they're going to fake a suicide on her. But she spits in Julia Stiles' face, Orphan That's, that's her big finishing move. And it works. You know, she Just because Julia Stiles cannot take that hour and two defilement. What would you say? Hour and two minutes. Hour and two? We're at an hour and two minutes already. I noticed that you don't break in when you're talking to give us the timestamp. I see how it is, bro. What happens to Gunner? How does Gunner make it? I can't remember. He they He's chasing around... She gets the upper hand and stabs him a billion times. She shoots him with a crossbow first. She shoots him with a crossbow and stabs him a billion times, and then he burns up, and we get to see him burning up later, which I think is a delight. And How Julia, does Julia St- Stiles died. Julia Stiles dies the hardest in this movie. She does die pretty bad. I hate when there's rooftop where people are both hanging from rooftops. It's just so not needed. But she basically is set up to fall onto her face on the concrete. And we know that we will not need to check her for a pulse when she hits the ground in this movie. She does uh, She does die on her back. Like, she falls on her back, and her brain comes out. I think you can kind of see a chunk of her brain there. Uh, yep. That's rough. I feel bad. I don't think she's coming back from that one. But Rosef goes much the same way. Rosef comes up when they're both hanging side by side from the gutter. And he doesn't know who he should save. He's, you know, he he's, he's, he puts his hand there to try to get them to grab on. Julius Stiles falls. He's helps Orphan up. But the problem is he still thinks Orphan's his daughter until what happens? She she starts to flirt. No, she doesn't flirt. Her little fake teeth come loose. <laughs> her little but, her little weird teeth that she has that, her, come, that cover her gross teeth. Yeah. yeah. But she also is basically saying, I did this for us. You know, we could be together now. 
Well, she did that after her teeth come loose. And then Rose is like, you know, he's like, I just lost like a pound of heart on when those teeth came out. Then he swan dies off the roof <laughs> and lands on his wife's body and lives. He's fine. <laughs> just like in Barbarian. Yep. Um, yeah, he falls. He di- He dies in a worse position than Julia Stiles. Everything about Rosef is is worse than. They don't show him hit the pavement. They show they they want they show uh, Julia Stiles splatter. They don't show him because they assume that you like Rosef. He could be sleeping just based on the, mm-hmm. the posing there. He could be just napping next to her destroyed body. Well, there's this insane amount of fire, just too much fire. Oh yeah, yeah and she's and walking orphan, the fire halls. Orphan takes her time. She's you know getting her her little stuff together, tidying up the place. Walking through the absolutely burning Overlook Hotel, and we get to see Gunner is smoldering. Everything's going to shit, and she just steps on out. I'm in no hurry. I'm the orphan. Uh, you know, I'm surprised that Gunner's friends didn't die. You know, Gunner had these friends that were kind of sassy and kind of making fun of Orphan, and I thought they were going to pay a big price. They they live. They they skirt death. I was surprised. I was kind of happy. I think that the filmmakers were hoping to do a. You know, this was going to be a big hit. Yeah. So Orpha could start checking those boxes, you know. Do so you think those they were planning to kill those people off in the the sequel prequel? Yeah, but how does it end? She's back at this uh, therapist's office, or I, I guess it's there. Maybe she's at the police station. Whatever they're trying to figure out what to do with poor Orphan. Where will she go now? To say poor, she's lost her family, and we know where she'll go now. Yeah, to, to to maybe kill Peter Sarsgaard in the next and film. Vera Farmiga, right? That's the woman in mm-hmm. that movie. It's weird, though. This social worker lady is skeptical at the beginning. Then she falls hook, line, and sinker for her act. And then at the end is recommending her. You know, it's weird. This cop died. Everybody died. Everybody burned up. This poor girl. It makes me <laughs> doubt the system. No, man. I mean, she's she's been through trauma, you know? They don't know. The, the jig's not up yet for Orphan. I, I don't think they should have killed her in the other one. They should not. Well, this, nobody knew she was going to be a rock star. Did Formiga kill her? Or did Formiga die as well? I can't I remember think, that. I think Formiga wins. There we go. Well, Formiga always wins. I She's think great. we see her sinking to the bottom of the lake, which means she could be fine. We do see Orphan sinking. I just I couldn't remember what happened to Vera. Vera is the watching her sink. Written by uh, Alex Mace, by the way. This is his world. I don't hate the movie. It's just so it's so nothing. It's a it's there's so little to it. I didn't enjoy it, but I enjoyed the like I said, Julia, the twist and Julia Stiles a little bit. There was some of that going for it. Obviously, Furman. She was in a movie Zoom in. two years ago that that about divers. That's supposed to be like a you know college divers supposed to be great. No. And she's in Costner's new one coming out. She was in the Hunger Games, the first one. I know a little bit about her career. I, I, I checked out. I Furman. checked out her Instagram today. Yeah. She's on there, huh? She's a grown woman now. She's living the living the life. What's she doing on Instagram? What's what's the post like? Is she like I kill, I killed Sarsgaard or? <laughs> it's her eating with she, eating. She likes eating out. You know, she likes eating with folks. Shot of her mom. She likes going on. She's tra- a lot of traveling. Some suggestive stuff where she's kind of showing her cleavage. It's it's you know. She's twenty six. Izzy Furman in here. It'd just be awesome if it was just all orphan all the time account. You know. Do you think it's a an iconic? horror villain at this point you think you're going to get orphan people dressing up as orphan for halloween i don't think you will but i do think she is iconic i think she has a foothold she's got a little corner of, the, of cinematic horror is a little estery she's got like her cute little her little pigtails i there, this kid came to my door like six-year-old kid last halloween and he was blood packs just splattered blood you know 
hundred knife wounds. He said he he's Sarsgard. He came he was coming in Sarsgard's care from Orphan. I was like, Well where's your where's Orphan? Don't need her. And he said, I'm I'm playing Sarsgard as he is now. Just limping around recovering. This is right as this he said this right before the ambulance came and took him and uh did a blood transfusion and he's fine. I don't the most re- killed man in a movie. <laughs> the most killed. <laughs> that was her crush too. Like she was super into him. She love knifed him. Was she know? was he the husband of Yeah. The, is she a widow at the end of the film? Vera? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think she's a double widow. I think they counted it twice. <laughs> That'd be great. You see Scarsgard appear at the pearly gates and then Orphan grabs him by his hair and pulls him throws him off a cloud Peter's like holy shit that's hardcore and that's why I can't hate it it's just I like that this is out there that there's this orphan kicking ass you know yeah. did you buy it to, to, no it's on Amazon own? Prime so you, you so you're not gonna buy this one because I think you do on the original I don't did you get rid of it because I know you I think I bought it for you or something I, I don't ha- I, I mean I might have the blu-ray I don't know I don't have it digitally I know that because I looked so I might have the blu-ray of it I'm sure I have I the, the blu-ray of it. I actually. think the first one's a lot better but so you know like I'm not do you remember the orphan ball Mm-mm. I had like the the promotional swag for this movie was an, a beach ball a little beach ball that said orphan on it That's and, right, I, I and I and I had it for over 10 years I may still have it in my garage someplace. When did this come out, like the original, 2011 or something? I'm not here to that answer right? that. I got no time to answer that kind of bullshit. You see who they thank in the credits? Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I'm not. Why? I don't know. Maybe he gave some advice. He's like, maybe have Orphan kill people in this one. <laughs> I don't know. But he's, he's, he's called out. Maybe Isabel Furman and he were an item, and then he, she got too old. Came out in... 2009. It's been Orphan, a while. Orphan has been with us for almost 15 years. Who knew? It's been part you know? of the consciousness. I love it. Do you remember what you what you were doing pre-Orphan? I don't. I mean, t- before 2009? Yeah, I, I bits and bits and bobs. Yeah. All right. So uh, it was. It, it happened. It was. It was. You know, we killed it. We, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. What's in the credits? Anything interesting for you? Yeah. Did you see any good names? I have a couple. I have a bunch, I have, actually. I have four, and I don't think any of them are that great. I got a couple good ones. What's your first initials? I mean, I got J.H. I don't have it. Joshua Hood. <laughs> Joshua Hood worked on this one. What about you? R.D. R.D.? You mean Russ Dick? <laughs> is that D-Y-C-K? D-Y-C-K. Oz has finally shown up. What about R.L.? Did you see R.L.? Stein? <laughs> no, I don't have an R.L. Rick Leibel. Showing up here. Yeah, I was not in, into this, huh? Uh, my filters were a little stronger than yours this time, I think. Uh, BD. As in B as in boy? Yeah. No? Oh, no, I don't. Mm-mm. That's Bogos Demsas. Bogos. I do like Bogos. Yeah, buy, buy one, get one. What about JB? Justin Bunt in this. Justin Bunt. That's a cute name. That's a cute one, yeah. I got YG. YG. No, I don't have it. Got Yash Gouda. Oh, sounds like, like a sounds like a Star Wars character. Like a, yeah, like a wrestler or something. You got JS, JS in here. I don't have any more. JS, who's that? JS. John Smith. That's right. I got the goods ripping my names. Man, my filters Bastard. were working today. I made that one up. I did get James Cronk. I did see him. <laughs> I thought Crink was good. Cronk was good. That's it though. Yeah, there weren't too many. I blame the Actually, coronavirus. 
Alex Mace is probably the best name, and that's the guy who's responsible for the characters, right? Right. The story of the original. Look, you have to adorn your body with something from uh, Orphan First Kill. That buzzing sound, that ain't Gunner's body sizzling on the pavement. It's a tattoo gun, man. What you getting? Oh, man, I'm getting those iconic false teeth that fall out on the roof or slip out, but she catches them. The false teeth from Orphan on my body that, that she uses to cover up those jacked-up fronts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And where are you having it tattooed? I mean, I probably, I'd, I wouldn't mind it like my, on my pec or something, you know? Yeah. My swole pec. <laughs> just get the little, those funky, <laughs> I guess they are dentures. But they really are just covering up intact teeth that are just short and weird and stubby. Yeah. You know? Like her body. <laughs> what about you? Well, I'm going to get her Chantilly uh, choker tattooed on my oh, neck. Oh, well, that's actually is iconic, yeah. Yeah, I get the the Isabel Furman choker around my tips. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean around my neck, you know, like around my throats, looking just sure. like the orphan. That and it'll be the only part of my body that looks like her. But what the hell, man? That yeah. sh- that like very delicate lacy orphan choker. And why not just get a choker and wear that around? You know, but you actually want to permanently. Well, I think it'd be great. It's, maybe I'll wear yeah. one over it so that if somebody wrenches it off me in disgust, I still win. You know what you could do. Is what's the little thing in the middle of the choker? That little her neck. No, the that's it's the where the choker connects. There's like a little clasp. Yeah, like a little clasp or picture frame. I don't know what is it. She's a clasper. Get, can you just somehow pay tribute to Sarsgaard on that? Like get his little wrecked body in the middle of the choker or something. Look, guys, credits have rolled. Movie's over. Lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. What do you have added to the running time of Orphan First Kill? That's a good question. Mine is pretty easy. It's the next morning. The house is just there's smoke, you know, smoldering. Firefighters have done their work. It's it's basically a foundation. But we 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 kind of move through the smoke and we see a group of people hunched over performing CPR on Gunner. And lo- like I think we got a pulse. I think we got Gunner. He gasps and his eyes open. And he's like, "Did we make it?" They put him into an ambulance, and as he's they're closing the door, he gives a thumbs up to the onlookers. You know, like I'll be mm-hmm. okay. You actually—that's it. The orphan's not driving the ambulance. He's actually—he actually gets to live. My scene is the basically the the claims person comes to look at the damage, and and he's like, "Man, all the stuff, everything. This is a three. This is a three point five million dollar house, and." You know, we're gonna. That's that's the you know that's the claim. That's how much everything's worth. And then his coworker reminds him that Rosef, well, his artwork was all in there too. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, three point two million. <laughs> and actually drives it down, Nick. I get it. <laughs> Makes it less valuable. Thank you. <laughs> and I like that they call him Rosef too. It's pretty good. They do. <laughs> what is what is his name? He has a name in this. The, Alex? Is it Alex? Alex Alan. is the guy that wrote it. Alan. Alan and Trisha. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own sequel to Orphan First Kill. Money has fell into escrow's glass. Mm-hmm. How you spend that hard-earned? I mean, for sure it's going to be a prequel to the prequel where it's a pregnant woman and it zooms in on her tummy and Orphan's in there, right? <laughs> and it's quadruplets time. Oh. But it's quadruplets time, but there's a fifth one in there because one of the fetuses hung out for 24 months in there, you know? been in there uh-huh. trying to pose as, and it's got to take the place it's got to take it's got to per- zoop in and be one of the quads it's got to murder one of the you know it's in the tum it takes place in the tum <laughs> it's 
like Osmosis Jones or something. I like it. Yeah, in the womb. What do you think? I, lo- I love it. Not a lot of dialogue, I'm guessing. Sort of an art film. Still wearing her choker. It's an umbilical. <laughs> and then mom, mom, you know how like mothers will play music to their belly? Yes. To get she, uh, this mother has an audio book read by Peter Sarsgaard that she holds to her belly. Mine's similar. It takes place in the distant future Earth, and aliens okay. aliens are excavating the debris that we've left behind as a species. We're thousands of years in the can, and they're going through the rubble, and they find her choker, and then they use their alien magic to restore from her last save point. And they rebuild Orphan, and the aliens who have learned the American, you know, have learned the human dialect say what a cute kid and she goes i'm 40 <laughs> her first words and then she, and then she proceeds to annihilate <laughs> alien after alien after alien she she annihilated an alien in the <laughs> alien kicked him off the roof a lot of rooftop shenanigans at the end of this movie you know yeah it's jason gedrick yeah i like it Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business associated with Orphan First Kill. What are you going to do? That is a great question. Mine is a game show hosted by mm. Isabel Furman called Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. And, and basically, she has a, uh, three guests every episode. Mm-hmm. And over the course of one hour, including commercial breaks, she has to marry, fuck, and kill each of them. Okay. So it's a show of extremes. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. So, you know, maybe you get Angus, you get Rosef, and you get Rogue on one episode, and she's got to decide mm-hmm. who she's going to marry, who she's going to fuck, and who she's going to kill. I like the idea of maybe if she's unable, if she's on set doing something, they have an understudy that hosts the show, mm-hmm. like Brian Cox or, you know, Sigourney Weaver or Jason Priestley, something. Marry, fuck, kill. How's that not been turned into a TV show yet? What a great idea. I'm going to create a video game called Mutant Grifter. <laughs> What do you think? I love it. It's like a first it's a first person shooter, right? But instead of shooting anybody, you just have to grift them. Okay. And you got to use your shortness <laughs> and your kid-like looks. Yeah. To keep committing fraud, I don't know. Mutant, mutant grifter. That's the I'll just come up with the title. That's the name of the game. The end boss is Pat Hingle. <laughs> and he's got a bag of oranges you got to dodge. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted mm-hmm. into the running time of Orphan First Kill. What shape is your performance take? I mean, I'm a rat, and I have investigated the death of of this featured rat in this film, Henry the Rat, and I have done. I've completed my investigation. I've I go back to his wife and his small children, and I said I found out what happened. And I said he was fed poisoned macaroni, and they start the wife starts to cry. She goes, "Oh my God, who did it?" He's like, "No, no, no. I think that just put him to sleep." So then he was drowned in a green. I think what looks like a green milkshake, and she starts. He's oh, he was so afraid of drowning. He he was and actually uh, just to stop you. Um, the green substance was healthy. Started to kind of revive him and bring him back to health. He was feeding on it and coming back when he was then dumped unceremoniously into the sink and grounded apart by the blades of the garbage disposal. And she goes, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Then his ghost." <laughs> Was kicked in the balls. Yeah, so he—that's that would be the rat corner, I and, guess. And then, and then, the does, does that work? Dissolve, and then you and the mother are having sex in the rat position. I would not take advantage. My rat character would not take advantage of a of a rat widow. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, you're shredder, man. You're shredding it. What if there's a rat orphan character? 
It's got his <laughs> designs, you know. Oh my goodness, who where could go with this? All right, what about you? I am. Uh, I'm also a young old like Esther. <laughs> yeah. Except I'm a man and I'm shitty to look at, so nobody wants to adopt me. You know, I'm. I'm mm-hmm. I got the worst hand in the in the business. They dry heave when they see me. Like that is so obviously Brian Peppers. That is an old small. Worst hand in the business, not not more than Tina Carrera. And, uh, <laughs> and I am just trying my best to ingratiate myself into a family, trying to insert myself into a lost family, give some hope. Nothing's working. And the social worker finally has to read the riot act to me and said, look, you're wasting everybody's time. And she pulls out a stack of papers for me to sign. And while I'm signing it, she chainsaws me in half. <sighs> Do Earth a favor. I'm out. So. Chainsaws you in half. <laughs> My God. Which is, imagine how small that must be. You know. Yeah. Look, you've got to incorporate something from Orphan First Kill into your everyday life, a mantra, a ritual, uh, exercise, or whatever it may be. What would you do? Yeah. 100% birdsplaining. So I'm going to start birdsplaining because I don't know much about birds. Do you? <laughs> I, I know that they're boring. But since I, I'm a little bit insecure about it, but I will take a fact from this kind of underseen movie and just spread it around in conversations drop it into conversations I'll be like oh you know all ma- all macaws are parrots but not all parrots are macaws right that's what Julia Stiles was criticizing um, Orphan herself for not knowing this and making the mistake at the therapist's office but look because the therapist had a parrot right and anyway so that's what I'll do all, all macaws are parrots I didn't know this still not too sure about it, and then not, not all parrots are macaws. You, you, does that line, that bit of information stick out to you? No. I mean, I remember the scene. I thought what was it, the last movie that had a parrot in it that we did? Uh, Do you remember? No. Monkey Shines, I believe. It had a parrot in it for a while. If I'm not mistaken, we of, get to see a puppeteered monkey arm entering the cage in that movie. I'm not, if I'm not, I think it was a parrot because I did talk, right? It did, like... For a while. It gave the monkey shit and then the monkey then ate it or something i think i think a bird dies in man's best friend too might be right might be a parrot movie oh and there is there's some isn't there a parrot in um deep blue sea there is a bird yeah that gets sharky yeah Yeah. look at this man the bird i and there's a of course a a bird heavily featured in the other shark movie blake lively oh yeah but that's not a parrot yeah and there's a pair of it's that Andrew oh Machete God. did. So, yeah, you're right. Mine is uh, mine's sort of similar. Whenever I meet a young person that's too good to be true, I assume that they're a shrunken old, and I give them the evil eye. I treat them like shit. I don't give them the time of day, and if they do come near me, I, talk, I call them names, and I, I'm, I'm very mean to them. Yeah. Just to be sure, just in case they're an orphan. Now, the parents yes. don't appreciate this because 99% of the time they're actual children, but fuck them. Yeah. There's always that risk that they're going to not be a real young old, but an old young. You're just better safe than sorry. Right. So I'll treat kids like they're orphan. And last but not least, look, you're an island man. You've been floating there, gathering debris from films for all these years, and now it's time to take something from Orphan First Kill, what you bring in. As much as I was ripping those paintings, maybe I'll bring those paintings with the and the blacklight. Okay. No, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna I, no, I'm gonna bring Rosa's boxers, whatever those boxers <laughs> were. That's what I'll do. I'll bring the the black and white. Mostly white boxers that I guess look like it had dog skulls on them or something. I couldn't quite make it out, even in 4K, what that was. But the boxers, as seen by worn in Orphan First Killed by Rosa Sutherland. I'll take those to my island. What about you? What would you bring? 
Frederica, for sure. Who? She was um, Orphan's accomplice at the beginning of the film. The, the kind of feral, that was, the feral inmate yeah. who helps execute stuff, you know, for a she candy was, treat. She had broom, she had uh, sweeping privileges within the institution. Yeah. She was always had broom in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Federica is sort of like my my um my my fix it person, you know. Well, you have to throw candy at her. To I know. I, I get. It. I, I, I Federica comes with a bag of candy which regenerates every night. Okay. And and basically, she's my you know. It's like it's like uh, in in L.A. Confidential, whatever your heart desires. Yeah. Throw her a piece of candy. Whatever I need done, Federica's going to get it done for me. You know, I need a stone crab. Federica dives into the ocean and does not return until she's got one. And mm-hmm. I throw her a gobstopper. Hey, I need you to peel the barnacles off of that outcropping. And Federica disappears for seven hours, and then she comes back, and a jujube comes up at her. Right. Well, the problem is that uh, she, Orphan had trained her to be feral, to be crazy, like and and, and then an to call off the craziness with the candy. I don't like so the fact that I called them jujubes and I didn't get any flack for it. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you? Do you sick her on things that need that kind of aggression? And like, did she attack the barnacles? Oh, there's like, some things. Uh, there's definitely some yeah. things I wanted to have some, attack with some aggression. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like. like I need you to well, but you know, like I need you to go fetch the chops, you know, or maybe rinse Georgie for me, or maybe you know shave some of yeah. me, you know, shave a percentage of my body for me. Sure. You know, but yeah. whatever, whatever I need, Federica can handle it. And and zoom in if you see the IMDb photo of the actress that played Federica. She is ripped as hell. Is she? So I'm not concerned about her not getting the job done, no matter what. She's gonna look at her, huh? She's looked her up. She's going to turn it into something good. You know, I need you to haul me like Yoda across the uh, open f- open land. I need to ride on your back like Yoda, Federica. And there's a, there's a uh, raisinette in, in in your future if you could pull that off. And she happily does it. She had a bit of the Tasmanian devil quality about her. You know, she was just like a whirling dervish. Right. You know, she really was wrecking shit. And then immediately silenced with candy. Like that just. Comes back to normal, right? With they look like what she was throwing like a vanilla uh, tootsie roll at her, you know, like a little tiny mini tootsie roll. Well, I, I happen to have one of those too. Nowhere fits 